Welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Tess Dugan. I'm your anime expert, D. Hollander Gonzalez. And I'm Brenda McCullough, your anime golden gay time. The ice cream. Ice cream? It's It was an ice cream brand in Australia. Oh. Because th- I think there it was more colloquial, like, gay. It was like, happy. And then the internet found it. It was like, gay. And now they rebranded. Oh man. I but can't buy the gay ice cream. That's Easy Pride, if it, whoever the company is still yeah. wants to go back. That's Easy Pride uh, ice cream. <laughs> Listen to how disappointed I am. <laughs> yeah, and I think New York has, like, a big gay ice cream shop. I forget the official title, but... Uh, there. Uh, hey, gay ice cream still exists. This, this is America, isn't it? I, yeah, I'd say Ben & Jerry's is a pretty gay ice cream. Not just because of the name, but because of their <laughs> beliefs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even think of the name. Yeah, that's right. I was hoping the title of that one shop in New York was just the Big Gay Ice Cream Company. Like, I want that <laughs> to just be it. It's not far off, if it is. <laughs> but we're not talking about Australia today. We're talking about a little country called uh, Japan. Uh, what are we watching? This week, we're watching an anime called Golden Time. Oh. Which... I found on a list of romantic comedy animes that are not about high schoolers. <laughs> Bless you, child. I know. So amazing. Hopefully, hopefully, it's got something going on that's better than high schoolers. Yeah, it's just big check mark already in the pro yeah. column. <laughs> <laughs> Have either of you heard of this one? Absolutely not. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, this is one I've actually already watched. I watched this oh, way whoa. back when. High school, maybe? That's so surprising. Oh. I looked it up. It came out in 2013. Oh, fuck. All right. So you would have been out of high school. Yeah. Yeah, it's still over a decade. You're like, oh, this isn't about high schoolers. I have to wait. I need it to be authentic <laughs> to my experience. <laughs> I have to go through college myself first before I can indulge in this. I technically don't know what they're talking about. I gotta do some research. (laughs) It's like a different language to me. I couldn't understand any of it. Uh, Going method to be a viewer of something. (laughs) Uh. Repulsive. Irredeemable. I I hadn't heard of it until I found it on this list. So, yep. (laughs) I don't know anything about it either. Incredible. I know about it, and I got opinions. We'll see if those opinions stay true after ten years. Ah. Uh, Well, give us ten years. We're going to watch one episode for every three and a a third. Uh, We're taking a break. Bye. Bye. Fail. Fail. I don't even own a gun, let alone many guns that would necessitate a rack. Why would I need a gun rack? Hi, we're back. What? Welcome back. If anyone was going to get that, I assumed it would be you, Brendan. I'm I've definitely heard it before. It's in the labyrinth of my mind somewhere. I can't pin the name, I want to say. Party on, Wayne? Oh, God. Yeah. It is Wayne's World. Uh, unfortunately, not the thing we're talking about today. <laughs> I was time. more just caught off guard because I don't know how the fuck that's relevant. <laughs> All right. Excellent. That was my Wayne's World reference. <laughs> Here we go. Talk about Golden Time, episode one. So, a lovely girl is walking down the street holding a bunch of roses, and there are a couple boys staring at her. Cool. Then we get the opening, which is just, like, cute and classic and, like, nothing too special. It's very of the time. Mm-hmm. 
then we see a guy in a suit running down the street. He goes into a building, says he's late. His name is Bonry. Uh, he's here for, for... He says he's from the law school. Uh, and he's late because he's new to Tokyo and doesn't know his way around. Turns out he was going to the entrance ceremony of this law school, but he missed the whole thing. Shucks. Oh boy. Are we sure this is not set in high school? Because we have seen <laughs> this quite a bit. <laughs> There's so much in this that I'm just like, is this really what it's like? I mean, it must be, right? Like, are colleges in Japan so similar to the high school experience? At least portrayed in anime? <laughs> It seemed um, more relaxed, and they weren't all in uniforms all the time, which is my only indication it was college. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says in like some narration that he's moved from his hometown to Tokyo, and he's on his own for the first time. Uh, he's outside the entrance ceremony building now. He's looking at everybody, people with their parents and friends, but he's on his own. Uh, it's time for him to go to the actual school now, but he's a little confused. He's, like, looking at a map, doesn't know how to get there. He overhears some girls talking about taking a shortcut, so he follows them. And he's like, I know I look like a freak. And I'm just like, just tell them why you're following them. Yeah. You're all going to the same place. Problem solved. But that would be too easy. Mm-hmm. God, can you uh, believe that there's a character in this show that's, like, stalking someone? That's just so uncomfortable. So weird and unusual and fun and goofy of him. (laughs) Really? Um, So they stop to buy ice cream in a convenience store. And then while they're in the convenience store, they like get a text from a friend and they're like, oh, we have to hurry to meet her. And that throws him off uh, because they run out the store and he loses them. Um, So he's standing outside the convenience store eating his ice cream, and he sees another guy who doesn't know how to get there either. And they, like, have a laugh because they're both in the exact same situation. Um, His name is Mitsuo. They chat a little bit. They become buds. Uh, They walk together, and they find the college. Uh, And they both feel feel, uh, pretty alone coming here today, so they're glad they ran into each other. Uh, Mitsuo talks about his educational background, which I did not write down the exact details of because it doesn't really matter. Um, all you need to know is he went to some prestigious schools before, so this college is kind of like a step down from what he should have been doing. Uh, so Bonri asks why he came here, and Mitsuo is like, it's a long story, but I'll just say I got in trouble with the opposite sex. And I was like, why would you say it like that? That's it's <laughs> the worst so way worse. to say it. Yeah. The absolute worst thing to say, especially like in the situation he's in, because it's not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> Big question marks. Um, so that was concerning. Uh Bonri says, so you got into an argument with your girlfriend, and Mitsuo freaks out, and he's like, she's not my girlfriend. She's a walking disaster. Uh, and now we're back at the beginning clip with the girl going up to them. Mitsuo freaks out. She smacks him with these roses she was carrying, because uh, this is this is that girl. Um, and she's like, don't forget, you're mine. Mwah. Freak. Weird. <laughs> Uh, but Bonri seems kind of taken with her. Like, he's like, oh my god. Blonde? (laughs) Isn't everyone taken with her? Isn't she the best and the focal point of this entire show? Because everyone loves her. Kind of crazy that she is, like... (laughs) She's the opening and ending, like... Yeah, mm -hmm. and even just, like, the image on the totally legal site that we watch things on (laughs) is, like, her in the very forefront and everyone else is small behind her. It's like, but Bonri is the main character. Yeah, she's not the protagonist. I'll I'll say this right up front. This is very much one of those shows that feels like it was created of like, this girl is for the audience to fall in love with. Everything else, pretty irrelevant. It's like, that's weird. That's weird that this is a genre that I've seen multiple times in shows. Yeah. This um, uh, show is a test to see how far they can push it to be like, and is she still lovable? Still lovable? Hey, still lovable? <laughs> I mean, we watch Future Diaries and people love that girl, so. Yeah, but she's like, that's like, 
You know what? She's <laughs> Defender. Future Diary Defender. I'm not right no, I'm not I think she's a fun character, but I'm not saying that like she was made for like to be like a lovable version of anything with her personality. Maybe toward the end they're trying that, but I feel like in the beginning it's just like, no, she's crazy. And you should know it. <laughs> I've seen enough Weebs apologize on her behalf, which is just shows you how much of a degenerate Weebs can be. Yeah. Different show. Um, but, uh, so Mitsuo's freaking out. And uh, people saw this happen. Uh, Bonri picks up the roses and starts, like, handing them out to people, <laughs> thinking that that will cover up the situation. And it helps Mitsuo feel a little better. Um, they're in class, and instead of listening to the professor talk about the syllabus or whatever, uh, they're talking about this girl. Her name is Coco. Uh, Mitsuo has known her his whole life. Uh, she's from a rich family that owns a hospital, um, and he wanted to get away from her, so he went to this college, and his parents are not happy, because they're also rich, and it was that kind of thing where it's like, Oh, look at our kids. They're growing up together. They get along so well. They're going to get married when they're older. You know that thing in anime. Mm-hmm. They're both from prestigious families. Keep it in the, you know, keep the bloodline pure. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> you know, disgusting rich people shit. Yeah. Uh, keep it in the class. Mm. Uh, and she was all for it, but he was not. Uh, so now he's... Uh, she's mad that he didn't want to go to the same college as her. And you can clearly see that she's sitting right behind them, but, like, you only see, like, her, like, chest down, so you can, like, see that it's her hair and the dress she was wearing. So you're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. And Mitsuo hates her for real. Uh, He's just, like, ranting and yelling. Uh, Bonri doesn't really seem to get it. Like, he's like, I don't know, she seems kind of (laughs) cool. Just the um, most annoying type of guy who's like, uh, yeah, it's a problem that a pretty girl likes you. It's like, hey, she has a knife. She's going to stab me. Please. She's, she's harassing me. Um, I literally wrote, well, I did say he needs to quiet down there in class. Yeah, they, But then I was like, girls be crazy. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Which seems like Bonri's reaction. <laughs> Just yeah. like, she's quirky. Um... The teacher tells them to stop talking. Then class is finished. Uh, and then the person sitting behind them taps Mitsuo's shoulder, and it's Coco. And she's like, hi. <gasps> uh, Mitsuo asks her what she's doing there. Bonri tells him he's being too loud and attracting negative attention. And she's she says she's here because this is where Mitsuo wanted to go. So she'll go here, too. Um and he's shocked because she had her whole future planned out and he like describes it all. And then she's like, well, what's the point of enjoying college without you? And I'm like, geez, girl, get it together. It's like, God. A, it's like a mix of legally blonde plus single white female. And there's <laughs> your 80s reference from Brent. Oh, my God. Uh, I wish we had a musical sting for it right there. <laughs> but I bet. <laughs> Now I'm upset because they are in law school. Yeah. Which is what Elle Woods went to. What, like it's hard to break into your house to check your records to see where you transferred? (laughs) (laughs) She used her connections, her rich family connections. Nepotism. It's a plague on society. Yeah. Um, But so he's pissed and he says that she ruined everything. Um... And she tells Bonri not to let Mitsuo bother him. Uh, He just clearly likes her. He introduces himself to her. Mitsuo runs out of the room and Coco runs after him. Papers fly everywhere and Bonri is left to pick them up. Another girl helps him out. She says, your friends are very pretty. And you know, I don't care if they're a boy or a girl. I just like looking at pretty people. And I was like, (laughs) that's that's gay. (laughs) That's one thing. <laughs> that's, that's part of it, yeah. Remember, kids, the predator's always bisexual. <laughs> um, so he's like, oh, she's a little weird. Her name is Chinami. They walk together for a bit, then she goes off with her friends. Uh, Bonri goes outside where all the club people are trying to get people to join. It's overwhelming, even worse than the high schools. Because the people are just fucking crazy. Was recruitment this crazy... 
for your colleges, or is this just like a hyper exaggerated anime thing? Because mine was like a job fair where everyone was like at booths and we're like, we all don't want to be here collectively, but it's good for I freshmen don't... to find a place. Uh, I mean, I guess my, I guess Sonoma State had that, but like, not, no. Like, there were a lot of people, it was like that. A lot of people checking out tables and stuff. But. Yeah. Yeah, we had a job fair set up, too, where uh, we sadly had to push an improv group. <laughs> <laughs> I was the stand-up club. Ooh, uh, I I'm did sorry. not participate in club activities. That's not my thing. <laughs> That's fair. I'm the a be- loner, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the benefit of it being a comedy club is you need to be like, I don't have to do anything. If you want to join, good for you. If you don't, fuck off. And you didn't have requirements. <laughs> I got away with so much. <laughs> um, then he's surrounded by girls dancing, which is very... I'm thinking of it now. It's very much like that gif of Smithers from The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> with the women shaking their ass in his face. And they, I was... The whole time I was like, what does this remind me of? It was that. Because <laughs> they say... Like, they knock him down and they say, like, if you want to... get if you want to leave, you have to get past us or something. Like, very threatening of, like, yeah. you have to take us down. Ugh. But, um, a girl pulls him out, uh, and she's beautiful. <gasps> uh, she takes him to a quieter area and helps him out. Uh, he tells her that he's first year at the law school. She says her name is Linda. Um, and she's like, hey, no problem. I don't mind helping you out. It's a senior's job to look after younger students. And she gives him a band-aid for a cut he got on his arm. And the way they're framing her makes her feel very, like, scary. Because <laughs> she's, like, wearing this hat where you, like, can't see the top of her face. And they're, like, only showing her lips. And she, like, has taken him to this, like, secluded area that's, like, in the shade. It's weird. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. Um... He asks what club she's in. She says she's in the festival club, but don't worry, I won't force you to join. And then she says she's also in the law department. And before she leaves, he says he thinks her lipstick is beautiful. <gasps> Slick. <laughs> what a move. Um, oh, you should join the cosmetology club. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody comes out of the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> Just lassos him. Um... He thinks that now that he's in Tokyo, he can remake himself, and everything's going to be so fun and fulfilling, and he can lead a life that will shine, and he'll fall in love, and he wants to give his heart to somebody. He's very uh, romantic, I guess. Dramatic. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Delusional. Optimistic. (laughs) Definite uh, freshman. Uh, No problems exist in the big city energy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like it's like in Skip and Loafer, where she's like, "I'm every day is gonna be good. I'm gonna have a thousand good days in a row." Yeah. Um, but we like her. She is great. I ended up finishing it. Skip and Loafer is fantastic. <laughs> um, we see Coco standing on the street. Bonri sees her. She goes up to him. He asks why she's there. She says she's waiting for Mitsuo. Uh, she's like, "It's so cute when he hides his feelings." Uh, Mitsuo calls Bonri and Coco snatches his phone. He's still in the school building, so Coco runs to find him. She gives Bonri his bone, phone back. Bone? His phone back first. Great. Um, <laughs> I think he looks at a name in his phone and we get like a flashback of him standing on a bridge uh, listening to some music when a bike comes and it cuts off right before it looks like it's going to hit him. Which... Is like, it's a weird, the description of the show lets Mm -hmm. us know that this boy has amnesia. So you go in, if you've read it, you go into the show knowing that. But if you didn't, this ending would be so strange. (laughs) Because that is the end of episode one. We start off with episode two. Nowhere near that scene. Mm -mm. (laughs) We Uh, don't see that scene Ever again. <laughs> what are we going to do? Explain a mysterious past? No, we got to milk it for at least a dozen episodes. Well, yeah. There's at somehow... least one more. They talk about it in the second one, but... <laughs> There's and somehow... I mean the third episode. 24 episodes of this fucking show, so... I can't even imagine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
episode two starts off with Bonri in the hospital uh, in hospital clothes with uh, bandages wrapped around his head, running through a forest. Cryptids, you love to see it. Uh, <laughs> he falls down a hillside, stumbles a bit, and finds someone like with a flashlight, like looking for him. Uh, but they're all draped in shadows. But then rose petals fly across their face, and it turns out to be Coco. But like huh? highlighted with like a pink background and stuff. Like clearly not in that scene. Um, and then he wakes up. He was in his bed. It was a dream. Haven't had a prophetic dream in a while. Uh, we skip ahead one week since class has started. Bonri see, sees Coco outside of the school again, waiting for Mitsuo. She's looking at pictures of them as kids. Uh, <laughs> when they're like kindergarten and like elementary school and middle school and high school. Like through their whole lives saying they've always been together and they did everything together. And she plans to continue to do everything together with him because she's in love and he hates it. And as she goes through the pictures, they start to not be together, and it's just her taking pictures of him without him knowing. Yeah, very. Very romantic. Definitely healthy dynamic, and that's good yeah. to replicate. Hot and sexy, even. <laughs> hey, at least Beautiful. it's a clear pattern to show in court. <laughs> hey, true. Yeah, document that's that evidence. Digital footprint. <laughs> uh, and uh, she asks... She asks Bonri if he can get in contact with Mitsuo for her because he's avoiding her. And uh, while she's saying that, we see Mitsuo behind her, like way behind her at the school front building, like sneaking into class, locking eyes with Bonri, being like, shh, don't, don't give me away. Don't out me. Uh, so Bonri uh, tries to keep her attention on the conversation. So they're talking a bit and she's like, oh, let me just call him one more time. And as she starts to call him, she turns around and spots Mitsuo. I don't know why he didn't see her and just start booking it immediately he took his sweet time yeah he was strolling uh so she sees him and starts running after him uh but at one point she loses him in the hallways and bonnery follows up behind her uh saying like she doesn't need to be chasing after him so much like physically or emotionally as she is and she's like oh don't worry bon bon or bonnaroo or whatever she calls him she uh, doesn't even know his name, is the thing. <laughs> she doesn't know his name, and honestly, I can't give her shit for that. Because if you've listened to this podcast, neither do I. <laughs> uh, so she struggles to remember anything close to his name, even though he said it like four times in fr- like to her face right now. Uh, and uh, she asks him to... Uh, she's like, well, if you want to help me out, you can give me any information you got on Mitsuo and like feed it to me. Uh, and don't worry, I'll even pay you. Ha ha ha. That's a joke. It's like, is it though? You That's should. You're like, rich. <laughs> well, it's one you of those. You should pay me just for like being in your presence. Actually, just for tolerating your shit. Uh, it was definitely one of those like that didn't land well. So now I'm saying it's a joke. Uh, mm. Sort of moments. Um, she leaves, and Bonri sees some girls walk by, talking about like, oh, that girl's always wearing brand name clothing. Her family must be rich. It's like, yeah, we got it. I don't know. They keep dropping this like it's a big ordeal. It's like, no, we get it. She's a shitty rich kid. Um, they go to class. Uh, Bonri goes back to his apartment. And Mito is there looking through a care package his parents sent him, being like, oh, you got all the best stuff. I wish my parents sent me this. And Bonri says, um, he talks about running into Coco and about he, how he didn't give Coco Mito's schedule. And it's like, you know, helping out his buddy. And Bonri says he feels bad for her. He sees her, you know, outside waiting in front of the college all the time with no friends and no one to talk to and you know he kind of feels a little bad for her Mitsuo says um yeah kind of what we talked about before where it's like ah don't feel bad for her don't buy into her pity act like everyone gives me shit for it be like oh man it must suck having a pretty girl chasing after you he's like but it does they don't know they don't know what she puts me through and they never give me the benefit of the doubt so they always give me shit for it whenever I try to uh, talk about her problems like yeah that's valid, Mitsuo. Give me... Mm-hmm. I want this show to be about Mitsuo actually finding love. Where's that? That's... You can't sell a bunch of horned-up teenage weebs on a show about actual character growth and losing personal baggage forced onto you by your family. You gotta have the girl with the titties! Why? <laughs> um... But yeah, he says uh, no one feels bad for him being stalked. They always feel more sympathy for her, his stalker, because she's a pretty mm. girl. She would never mm. do anything bad, even though the first thing we saw of her was assaulting him with flowers in public. Uh, and Bonri says uh, he's not going to tell Mito how to live his life or what to do with it, but that means Mito can't tell him what to do with his life. So he's still going to feel sympathy for Coco, but he's not 
he's still going to stay loyal to Miso and not out him. Uh, Miso acknowledges this. He's like, all right, you know what? You know, we agree. You know, it's not going to interfere with our friendship. We're going to live our lives. Uh, let's not get into a fight about this. I'll say this. The actual emotional maturity we rarely see in uh, the high school animes. Mm-hmm. So that's refreshing. Um, and he says, like, oh, shit, I was going to go to the film club's welcoming party because uh, I joined, the, or I was thinking about joining them. Uh, do you want to come with me? So he brings him uh, Bonnery along because he's undecided club-wise. Uh, and they go to, like, a restaurant. They get together for the welcoming party. They run into Oka. I just call her Pink because she's the friend. Yeah. And this is the last time we see her. So, bye. And the whole show? What? No, just oh, okay. the first three episodes. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, you would know, and they seemed to make a big deal out of introducing her. <laughs> she comes back, but I don't remember much about her. It definitely feels mm-hmm. like wasted character on their part for me, because I I liked her. She's just the bubbly pink-headed like, friend, um, but I don't remember anything about her beyond that. Yeah. Uh, she asks if they're interested in joining the film club. Mitsuwebe's Bonri's like, oh, I'm just checking it out. I'm not committed to anything yet. And she yells to the group like, hey, Mitsuwebe is joining. And they're like, yeah. And they start celebrating because they got a new member. And they pull Mitsuwebe away a bit. Uh, and as Bonri and Pink are talking, uh, she asks like, oh, what about Coco? Is she interested in joining? Because I've seen you with that pretty girl all the time. And uh, she said that club recruiters talked about her saying she's she's hard to approach and no one's really like come up to her because she seems cold or like reclusive uh so she's hard to try and recruit for clubs uh and while they're talking they hear like <laughs> i i wrote down a fight it's not a fight but it kind of is just loud noises and like a tussle coming from the next room over mm-hmm. and they're like oh no bonry don't open that door it's a hellscape on the other side and uh right as he's like pulling his hand away from the door handle the door flies open anyway and it turns out it's the tea club who were members that tried to recruit him earlier. And they're like, ah. And uh, they were to the club he got knocked down and scraped his elbow at. So they're like, ah, I remember you, pretty boy. You drank our tea. You're down to party. Let's go. And they drag him off into their room. uh, And we find out the tea club goes fucking hard. They're freaks in there. (laughs) They're college kids. (laughs) I did think the one part that I thought was like funny in all three episodes was when he was getting dragged away and Mitsuo and uh, Chinami were both like, no! Like they were reaching for him like it was so dramatic. Yeah, they they really blow it up. But (laughs) then we see what the tea club's up to and it's like, I get now why (laughs) they wanted to stop. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh no, a bunch of drunk dominant women telling me what to do. Oh, what a terrible uh yeah they are uh a lot of them are just in their underwear they're dancing around they're playing like freshman bowling where like one club member's rolling into other people um the one uh senior that dragged bonry off grabs him and another nerd rips their shirts off puts them in sumo uh garments and makes them sumo each other why no one really knows but it's entertainment for the seniors dance for me monkeys basically and uh, the one freshman that he had to fight says this is why he eats 3D girls. He's going to live in his 2D world. He's a weed. Classic. Uh, Classic. And so he gets the nickname 2D. He also becomes a recurring character. Does he contribute anything? Couldn't tell you. Probably not. I thought all women were kind and diminutive. What is this? <laughs> it's like they have thoughts of their own. What? Not only is he a weeb, he's a weeb with shit taste. <laughs> uh, so they start calling him 2D uh, and then the cl- T-Club members start focusing on Bonnery more uh, saying they're going to another party and dragging him with them and we get uh, a shot of I think Linda out on her own and we get a shot of Coco uh, waiting for a train calling Mitsuo still but no answer and then we get the next day we see Mitsuo catching up with Bonnery on the way to class Bonnery's hung over because he, he got dragged to like five more parties after that by the T-Club and Mitsuo uh, sees Coco waiting out front of the school again. So he runs off and, you know, take ducks for cover. Uh, and Bonri says Coco waits for him every day, and it might be worth trying to talk to her. Uh, that way she's not just out there like a lost puppy. Because, you know, Bonri's known Coco for, like, a week, and Mitsuo's known her his entire life. So I'm pretty sure Bonri's got a good gauge on this situation and definitely <laughs> has valid opinions on what he should do with his life. And not just shut the fuck up and stay in your lane, Bonri. 
Uh, but you got to give her a chance. Something you've definitely not tried in the past, like, 18 years. Yeah, that clearly She's has not happened. Uh, me too, all. <laughs> <laughs> and Bonri, uh, uh, and then they just skip ahead. Uh, Mito runs off on his own and they continue on their day uh, Bonre's leaving class and once again gets swarmed by club recruiters because he's by himself and uh, Linda shows up and yells out hey, he's joining the f- uh, festival club get the hell out of here go and get and starts scaring off the other recruiters uh, and we see her out of her festival guard uh, she's a fun little tomboy I like her aesthetic yeah she's good uh, and then uh as they all scatter, she warns them saying recruiters are pouncing on freshmen, especially if they're by themselves, uh, and says, uh, oh, and Bonnery's like, oh, yeah, I'm just not feeling that well, like, with the hangover and stuff. She's like, oh, if you're not feeling well, you can go, I can take you to the nurse's office and, like, show you where it is. Uh, and he says, oh, she's a very nice person. And she says, oh, that's not true. And start, and looks very reflective for a moment. <sighs> Backstory. <laughs> and then they see Coco. And she's like, ah, your buddy's here. I'll leave you to it. And Linda drops him off uh and uh, she asks uh, she asks if that's his girlfriend he starts panicking me like oh no what do you mean girlfriend i'm not and it's like relax no one's interested in you bonnery ever <laughs> uh so linda leaves him and as uh he's walking over to coco bonnery hears a few guys walk by talking be like oh wow that babe's so hot but she's she's like the ice queen she's unapproachable She's all rich and, like, no one talks to her. It's like, but she's so hot. And it's like, we get it. Christ. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's so much casual, like, hallway conversation that just contributes nothing at all. Uh, Bonnery goes up to her and she asks about Mitsuo again. And uh, while they're talking, the T-Club seniors show up again and be like, Ah, Bonnery, you haven't joined a club yet. Come on, let's go. We're going out partying again. Uh, and he's like, oh, no, I don't want to go out. And they see Coco with him. It's like, ah. You're with somebody. We'll leave you. So the tea club leaves, and uh, Coco asks, "What even, do you think?" Even these girls can respect his boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Coco asks, uh, "What he thinks about girls like that?" And he's like, "Uh, what do you mean, girls like that?" And gets all you know, anime protagonist flustered. Uh, and then she asks, "How many clubs have tried to recruit him so far?" And he's like, "Oh, I, I couldn't tell you. I just got swarmed earlier by like twenty. So like all of them." She's like. Uh, and she says that's odd because no one's tried to recruit her at all yet. It seems like no one wants to talk to her at all. Clubs or just people trying to be her friends. And she wonders why no one attempts to talk to her. Uh, and then she says she couldn't care less because if Mitsu was not in that club, she wouldn't join anyway. So I feel like you answered your own fucking question there, Coco. <laughs> uh, and uh, she says since coming to this college, she feels like she's invisible because everyone ignores her. And she asks if she's really that strange. You're not strange. You're a stalker. That's well, an insult to people that are strange. Here's my thing. Like, no one... Ex- no I one feel knows like that. nobody knows that that's who she is. Yeah. And their whole thing is just that she's rich, so she must be, like, a bitch and unapproachable. Yeah. So I feel... Like, not that we like rich people here. <laughs> but I feel like if this framing device of her being a stalker was taken out of it she would be a little more likable and you would feel a little bad for her that people just make these assumptions about her. You know what I mean? Because it really doesn't need to be there. She could have just met Mitsuo and been like, oh, I like him. But also, it doesn't need to be there at all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely has the vibes of like, yeah, she's like, the, 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 not mysterious, but like unapproachable hot girl where it's like, why do people (laughs) not like me? Like, the Komi can't communicate. Yeah. Everyone assumes this about her, but she is approachable. She's just shy, but they make assumptions. Coco's like, I kill animals for fun as a child. I don't know why people think I'm weird. It's like, because you are. Like, they don't know that. (laughs) Yeah. But you fucking super are. (laughs) The first impression I made on anyone who saw me was beating the shit out of what looked like a total stranger. Uh, But why don't strangers approach me? Yeah. I just don't understand why this was the angle. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, this is the framing device of the show where it's like, we're trying to get you, the viewer, to fall in love with Coco. It's like, why? What are you pushing here? You could have made her not a bad person and it would have worked. Yeah, because writing-wise, you could have done a lot of different things and made it better. Mitsuo uh, didn't need to be in this at all. She's going to fall in love with Bonri. We know it. 
<laughs> I saw the opening sequence. It's obvious. <laughs> you failed because I like Mitsuo better than either of these people. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bonnery wonders uh, if she's serious or if this is just a pity act that Mitsuo warned him about. Uh, so he recommends that she tries to go up and talking to people herself instead of waiting for them to come to her. And he's like, and don't just talk about Mitsuo. Talk about other stuff. And uh, as they're sitting there talking, another recruiter walks up and hears them. Like, oh, you're looking for clubs? Hey, I got one for you. And talks about all the stuff they do, how they go on, like, weekend trips. They do stuff after, like, school days, like, certain activities and stuff. She never really says what the club is, which is odd. Hmm. Uh, And then she says, like, hey, you know what? There's a great cafe nearby. Uh, We can get, like, some drinks and we can sit down and talk in a little more friendly environment. Don't worry. My treat. I'll pay for all the drinks. We can go on there. So she drags him to the cafe. Um, we see like a time lapse saying that this took this took all day, you know, like well into the night of them type, of the recruiter talking about the benefits. So they got this. They got a big party planned this weekend for like welcoming new members. You know, anyone's welcome to join. And you can see what the club's about and then decide if you want to join after that. Uh, again, still not naming a club. Uh, and then she confesses in one of the montages. She's actually she's not actually from this school. She's from a different school. But you gotta be careful if some recruiters can kind of get shady and pushy. So you want to be like, you want to be on guard that you don't fall for one of those. You know, like her. Uh, <laughs> and they're there all day, uh, and they agree to join. Well, they don't even really agree to it. Like, so you're gonna come to the weekend trip? Great. We'll wait for you tomorrow at like 9 a.m. at this spot. See you there tomorrow. And she runs off. So it's one of those like they didn't agree, but now they feel obligated to go. So they plan on going. Uh, and. Uh, they figure it'll be a good chance for them to experience something new, meet some new people, which is what they both need, uh, and try new experiences. Uh, so Coco leaves, and Bonri is thinking about how she says she felt invisible earlier, and maybe this will help. That's episode two. Whew. Okay. Episode three. Uh, we <laughs> pick up right in, in the morning when they're waiting for the club trip to start. Uh, and they see 2D is there, too. Uh, uh, they're like, hey, does, uh, uh, Mitsuo know, like, what, what's going on? And then we see a text that isn't translated, so it, I think it's something like, uh, keep that, uh, uh, crazy, crazy girl away from me. And she's like, oh, he's thinking about me. Cool. Um, (laughs) so, uh, some vans pull up and we see these, uh, club hosts, uh, step out and they're like all right everyone quick let's uh uh sign this paperwork uh, and i'll uh just uh, give us all your info it's it's fine get in the van um quick everybody get in these unmarked white vans mm-hmm. don't worry about our matching track suits they're a uniform yeah and bonry uh notices oh they all have matching necklaces of snowflakes Ooh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. um so they're driving to the uh, trip, but they drive past the seminar house where all, you know, all the club activities are. And and he's like, hey, hey, lady. And uh, she like, has headphones and is pretending she can't hear him uh, so they can get to their actual destination, an old religious training facility. What? School. They got kidnapped by a cult. Great. Can't wait to meet Tom Cruise. It's the midsummer episode. <laughs> um so yeah, it's it's a montage of cult stuff. It I don't know if I don't know if they're just going for a joke of ah, it's a cult. Oh no. But that's about tell. the value we get from this entire storyline it's yeah it's really so little the vibe is so strange because i do feel like i do feel like this is an issue of like people in college trying to find themselves and they do accidentally join cults that's a real thing Absolutely. but why is it happening in this episode of anime <laughs> there's no reason it's not like I, it's so weird yeah there's like a very weird level of like like we see pretty baseline orientation like club activity stuff in the first two episodes so it's like okay there are some just like almost kind of boring this is just what college is 
qualities to some scenes of oh we went to a dinner and oh i'm thinking about joining this club what club are you think like we see this all the time it's fine but then we get the wild swings of stalking and cults and kidnapping yeah. and uh amnesia and it's like what well, i you it's like almost being stars aligned but like not <laughs> it's not that serious but it's like bad it's, it's weird it's, it's like, because, it, like, we can't quite tell if it's going for comedy, which is, like, the most uncomfortable thing of, yeah. like, this is an over-the-top humor of, oh, this is a cult they they worship, like, oh, oh, oh this ridiculous thing. Uh, like, they have just, like, generic culty uh, yeah. uh, jargon, but it's, it's not, like, laugh line stuff. It's like, oh, no... Uh, we we have to get out of this weird situation. Mm-hmm. It's not like get ready for your tinfoil hats and your souls being reborn into Zanu. It's more like just uncomfortable of like just factually occult mm-hmm. and not like absurd. So it's just like oh yeah, because they're if, basically they get into like oh you're our neo children. The day of awakening is coming, and like the next era of ten thousand days will live on. So it, it's just like very baseline. Oh, this is a religious cult. Okay. Mm-hmm. If Stars Align was like fu- fruit puree, this show would be like Lacroix. <laughs> There's like a very vague concept of the drama there. But there's just nothing behind it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, of course, his main thing is like, oh, I put Coco in a dangerous situation. Uh, this is all my fault. Um, so naturally, people start uh, saying like, hey, what the fuck? Uh, you just kidnapped us, so we're leaving. And it seems like there's a general consensus of at least... There's at least, like, five people who are like, yeah, hey, we're just gonna go, even if we have to walk away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Bonry is like, okay, I need to sacrifice myself for all of you. Uh, and he's like, hey, all you heathens, I'm here because I love cult religion, and <laughs> I'm ready to be indoctrinated, because uh, I have a traumatic past, that really doesn't need elaboration here, especially for the first time in what is sort of a ruse. So we kind of can't tell if he's fucking with us or not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's like, I, you, I know what it's like to, to awaken anew because I can't remember anything from high school because of a traumatic thing I don't know about. <laughs> And it, it's, it's just too much. It's too much at once. <laughs> um, expecting fifty first dates because we're in it. Yeah, he. So he's like, "Hey, send all these non-believers home. I will stay and actually uh, give you my full attention." So uh, they're like, "Okay, cool. We got at least one person. That's fine." I I love how quick the cult was. Like, "Hey, we got one out of fifteen. We'll take it." And like. Just abandon everyone else. <laughs> yeah, they're like, that's 100% recruitment rates over the past yeah. three months. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, everyone's loading into vans, and he's like, okay, awesome. Coco's going home. She's safe. And then Coco's like, wow, you're so brave for staying. You know what? I'm staying, too. What? Ruining Dummy. his plan. <laughs> Dummy. You don't need to defuse this bomb by yourself. I've come to help. Yeah, so he's like, "Hey, dipshit! I did, I did this for you." Uh, but, uh, anyways, they now that uh, the uh, there are so many cult members that are like, "Hey, now undivided attention, tell us about yourself." He's like, "Uh, I didn't think this plan out this far, especially since someone ruined it. So run away!" And they <laughs> run into the woods. Um, I I think one of them actually does say like, "Hey, we got two new members. We've reached our quota for the month." Like, I think that's an actual line in the show. Yeah, yeah. I do appreciate that they steal all of the forms with everybody's personal information on it. That was nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
so they run into the woods. They're like, oh, it doesn't seem like anyone's following us. Let's stop forever for a very long time. Um, heart to heart. But they, huh, this is just uh, some gobbledygook. So it's. We, uh, we get like a real time conversation of them just sitting in the woods and talking about themselves, which if they were likable characters, maybe would be charming. <laughs> like if this was well written and they were likable. <laughs> But neither of those things are true. Yeah. And also there's a ticking clock of a religious cult that is (laughs) pursuing you. We got got downtime. They're on break two. They're also having a heart to heart like two miles back. (laughs) So, yeah, they're like, oh, it's my fault. I I brought us to the club. No, I did. Well, we're both selfless. And then Coco's like, you know, it's funny. (laughs) When we first started hanging out, it was absolutely to manipulate you to giving me information about Mizuo. Um, but, like, I like you. I don't know. You seem kind of cool. <laughs> so it was... I, I honeypot myself. I know you were, like, defending me to, like, the one friend you made here, and I was absolutely planning on manipulating you from square one, but <laughs> that's so silly, right? Hee <laughs> hee. It's um, almost like it's what Mitsu has said, word for word, what she would do. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's so silly, because it worked. You did emotionally manipulate me, and I'm your friend now. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, yeah, obviously, he he doesn't see this side of you that I know so deeply uh, after two days. does He sees you when you're like crazy obsessive because you're uh, crazy obsessive but does he see when you're staring in the moonlight <laughs> oh. does does he see his stalker as more than just a stalker what what do you like outside with your other activities besides you know stalking yeah and and then they like do a beat for beat rehash of her previous interactions with Mizuo being like yeah maybe don't assault him with flowers yeah you were like following us uh to to this club and that club and yeah so that he says like yeah the amnesia thing is true I don't have a personality or friends or memories and relatable to be honest uh but uh yeah uh they see flashlights, and they start to run, because they're like, oh, we're being chased. And then they f- run into Linda, just deep in the woods. And that's where we end episode three. Hey, Linda. The How's way it? it cuts off is so fast, it's almost, it's comical. Because they're like, Linda! And there's, like, no, like, fade away or anything. <laughs> well, no, they bump into her, and he, and Bonry goes, Barbara! She's like, it's Linda. It's like, is, is he also <laughs> an idiot? Because it's like the one other person he knows at the school is Linda. He's talking so to her twice terrible. now. Like, and it's just like, God, she's done nothing but help you out every step of the way. And you just fucking <laughs> slap her in the face like this. Make this show about Linda and Mitsuo dating. That's, that <laughs> That's all be we better. need. <laughs> so, are we better yet? Oh, boy. Don't we love Coco? <laughs> Uh, Coco fan club. Let's get t-shirts. Coco stand 2023. I forgot what year it was. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it's just rough. It's so rough. <laughs> I don't know what it's going for. It's trying to be normal. It's trying to be zany. It's trying to be sweet. It's trying to be creepy. I <laughs> it, it does none of it well. Yeah, this was a very strange show and I'm like I again I was shocked when Brendan said that he had watched this but I'm glad that you have so like when I, I s- when I say I just consume media at random I don't mean it as a qualifier of my taste it's I don't have taste it's just I got to fill the void of something anime go in nothing come out <laughs> I don't know why it just like made me feel better of like uh, at least he, like, knew. At least one person knew. <laughs> I have more context than just these three episodes, and I can promise you, I remember none of it. So it clearly so has lasting power. Great. Yeah, this wasn't... I didn't enjoy myself. 
<laughs> yeah, it, this felt even earlier than 2013. It does. It feels older. Absolutely. Yeah. Just romance is a hard suggestion because all of it is just so forced and one-sided. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, because Bonnery does fall in love with Coco, even from the opening where we see him like bonded with her and not super thrilled about it. He's shocked every time they bump into each other in the opening, which is also a bad sign. Um, <laughs> uh, she does fully take advantage of his amnesic state. Uh, <gasps> he doesn't get really much of a personality. I forget if Mito even stays in it. I think he gets just dropped off entirely. Oh, oh no, boy. she hears he has amnesia, and then she's just like, I can make this man what I want. Kinda. Yikes. Just fully gaslighting. Like, uh, do you not yeah. remember what? Ugh. It's so weird you to me. love uh, fucking Cats 2019 hasn't been <laughs> released yet. <laughs> Specifically the movie, not... <laughs> Not the musical. Mungo Jerry is your favorite character. <laughs> this is who you are. Um, yeah, it's wild to me. A, that my friend recommended me this. Uh, and I watched it way back when. But again, I had nothing better to do with my time. I watched it all. Uh, but it's crazy to me because I have seen this on a lot of lists of like good romance shows. And especially like, hey, it's about college students for fucking once. That's plus one. Then you watch the show and it's like, that's minus 12. So it doesn't balance out because Coco is truly unhealthy in a mental way. Like, she is a full-blown stalker. It's not good. And the way that they try to frame it of, like, the manic pixie dream girl, she's fun. You'll learn to love her. It's like, you shouldn't. You should not. Now, if this took a turn and it was, like, gone girl, that would be something. (laughs) (laughs) Because we want that girl gone. <laughs> hey Uh Know what we want gone? The existential dread of not knowing what to watch. You should send <laughs> recommendations to us. Our email is areweebthereyet at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us on Instagram, TikTok, Tumblr. Are we there yet? On all of them. My brain has been reduced to this state. It wasn't that much of a stretch, but God, did that hurt to hear physically. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at honey.d or on Tumblr at honey.d. Honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. Find me on Twitter while it's still around before it gets turned to X, because it's rebranding apparently. What? Uh, The handle burns when I weeb, which is the third worst thing you've heard on this episode so far. (laughs) I just learned about the X thing, and I'm sad. Uh, Don't thank you to powered by AI. Just burn it all down. Just fuck it all. Oh, <laughs> thank you to Camille Rowley for her artwork. Thank you to Louis Zong for her theme song stories. You can find all of Louis's music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. I liked Future Diaries better. <gasps> <laughs>